1: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. The CFL first power rankings of the year. Number
3: one, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Number two, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I don't know how you could argue that. They've met in the Grey Cup the last two years. Why would you expect that to change? Number three, Tarana Argonauts. Mm. Number four, Saskatchewan Roughriders. I'm not sure even I have them the second best team in the West Division, but the writers do. Number five, the Montreal Alouettes. Number six, the Calgary Stampeders. All I have to say about that is they'll do their talking on the field.
2: This is the Rod Peterson Show.
3: Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday. Throwback Thursday. Happy final day of March. And welcome to the Rod Peterson Show. You are watching on the Game Plus TV network. We're live streaming on YouTube. Tell your friends. I just put a little shout out there to our YouTube viewers already. Check in. Tell us where you're watching from today and what's on your mind. And as always, we're streaming Sports Talk 24-7 at rodpeterson.com/slash/listen live. We got a very big show for you today, and to help us all out with this, let's bring in Darren the Moose Dupont, who joins us from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. What do you know today, Moose? Hey, it's a beautiful day,
4: sun shining. It's not South Florida beautiful, but you know things are turning
3: around, so it's great. You know, I had uh, people will remember this name. A lot of folks, Jeff Courier the guy that I replaced as Voice of the Riders. Well, there was a guy for one year in between, but Jeff Courier, originally from Ottawa, uh, was the Voice of the Riders for 12 seasons, then he went to Winnipeg and retired there, and he used to often say, what is it about this part of the world? He's talking about the rectangle. Where he all, you guys always say, we survived another winter. Ah! Uh. Because <laughs> in my mind, it, it just popped into my head. We survived another winter. And Jeff's thing was always, life's to be enjoyed, not endured, <laughs> you know? But hey, <laughs> here we all are, and spring has sprung, and it's a wonderful day. So coming up on you know, the program today, yeah, go ahead, yes?
4: Well, it's like, you know, I went to Phoenix, we went to L.A., we went to Calgary, we
3: survived the winter that way, right? That's the best way to go about it. Coming up on today's show, from the Nashville Predators television broadcast, Lindsay Rowley. Because we don't talk enough Predators. I remember the last time we did, and it's been at least a year. We had all those people from the U.S. South that were watching on Game Plus TV right in. Remember that Biloxi Beach, Mississippi, and Arkansas? Yes. And I'm like, you guys actually cheer for the Preds down there? You watch hockey? That's cool. So Lindsey Rowley will be with us from uh, Predators TV. And then from Dallas Stars Television, Bally Sports, Texas. Brian Ray's going to be with us. He's an hour two. Lindsay Rowley's an hour one. So it's a lot of hockey talk today, which the folks enjoy. And we're going to mix in some football too. If you don't mind, can we hit the uh, quick six? Go horn, please, director Jordan. Let's go. I was actually I was actually going to wear my Buccaneers shirt today, but that I had to go down to the Intercoastal and shoot some videos today. I and mean, you're going to see some videos coming up on the program today of what I shot, but also for the recovery hour. Our show about recovery so i didn't wear the buck shirt for that i'm like i'm feeling very orangey today and very uh florida wise so i'm not wearing my buccaneers shirt but that doesn't mean they're not in the news the tampa bay buccaneers have a new head coach former defensive coordinator todd bowles and when we say former we mean yesterday he was the defensive coordinator of the tampa bay buccaneers he assumed the top job after bruce arians retired for a front office role with the team, Arians, who will turn 70 this year, was 31-18 and 18, all-time for the Buccaneers, winning a Super Bowl, of course, in the 2020 campaign. Tom Brady's first with the club. My initial thoughts on this was not a surprise at all when it came across my notifications that Bruce Arians was retiring. I'm, uh, I'm a little annoyed because then I got another notification this morning from the Athletic that says, surprising retirement in the NFL. What's surprising about this? He's going to be 70 this year. He left the Arizona Cardinals to enter retirement. He's a two-time cancer survivor, and the Buccaneers cajoled him out of retirement to come take over the Bucs. I don't think he initially wanted to, and then he leads them to a Super Bowl. They're saying the greatest Buccaneers team ever was 2020, and now he's tired. He's old. He wants to shut her down. And if you saw the comments from Bruce Arians, he was like, I'm leaving the team in good hands. I'm leaving it with Todd Bowles, the new head coach in good hands. Tom Brady's coming back. We're at a high. This might be the best Buccaneers team ever. See you later. And I just get tired of the fake news, the opinions that really don't mean anything. I say, good on you, Bruce Arians. He's had a hell of an NFL career. He's been coaching since the 60s. Let the man retire. That's my take on Bruce Arians' retirement. And he's having a news conference in 55 minutes over on the Gulf Coast side of Florida. We won't be watching it. We'll be on the air, but uh, we'll certainly hear about it. So great career, Bruce Arians. Happy retirement. Yeah, the
4: speculation's gone rampant. And, you know, people I've talked to, the first thought was this was Tom Brady. He didn't want to play for Bruce Arians after he was, you know, hitting the kicker in the helmet or the player in the helmet. And, how he treated Antonio Brown on the way out the door. But then you see Tom Brady's response and and his heartfelt, you know, thank you to Bruce and happy retirement post on Instagram. And you think, no, there's there's just no way. You know, and then you have other people who come and say, well, this is going to further fuel the, uh, the Tom Brady to Miami rumors. You know, uh, without Bruce Arians there, he's going to want to leave now. But, you know, when you think about it, it it's about the culture of the team. And, and Tom Brady coming back, the culture is going to be fine. Todd Bowles was calling the defense anyway. And, you know, for Tom's comfort level, it's probably more important that he's got Brian Lefwich there, you know, helping to execute and architect the offense. So I'm with you. I like that we've got a little bit of clarity this morning that we can
3: just wish Bruce Arians a happy retirement. Sometimes it is face value. Probably rarely it's face value, but in this incidence, I think that it was. To point to the NHL and the Wednesday night leftovers, Andrew Kopp scored 134 into overtime, and the New York Rangers extended their win streak to four games by beating Detroit at 5-4. I watched it on the NHL Network and very much enjoyed it. That's where Paul Bissonnette is hanging out these days and Rick Toggett, in case you didn't know. In Buffalo, Blake Wheeler had a goal in regulation and scored the shootout winner, Connor Hellebuck, made 35 saves, and Winnipeg beat Buffalo 3-2 for their third straight win. I don't know if you saw the shootout winner by Blake Wheeler, but I almost threw my coffee this morning at the TV. This is a joke. Stop it. You saw he slowed right down. It's impossible for the goalies to stop, but you know my opinion on that. I Forget about talking about rule changes or that. Let's talk about that and how... Is there any way to stop the skater coming in and dilly-dallying forever? Because if somebody said, you put a timer on it, that wouldn't help, because it doesn't actually take that long. But that's not a D. That's stupid. He basically stopped. Are you okay with the current NHL shootout rules? Because I'm not.
4: Yeah, you know, it's, it's just, like everything does, it's gone too far. I thought it was cool when it was a one-off and that goalies would figure it out and poke check or whatever, but yeah, it's it's probably a little bit too far. You're right because players would just scream in and slow down. It wouldn't really a shot clock wouldn't really help and you no. just need to keep forward momentum. Technically they do, but yeah, it looks a little silly now.
3: In Edmonton, Neon, Leon and Connor McJesus both scored in regulation and then again in the shootout, lifting Edmonton over Los Angeles 4-3. Connor M added an assist to get to 100 points for the fifth time in his career. Cody Ceci also scored, and Miko Koskinen had 38 saves for the Oilers, who have won eight in a row at home. If only they didn't have to leave Rogers place. Then it would all turn out nice again. How far are the Oilers going in the playoffs? I don't think they're getting out of round one. What do you think? Yeah, it's going to be awful tough.
4: Really tough. I don't see any easy matchups. So
3: you're saying they won't get out of round one, just to clarify. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay, that's what I'm asking. It's Just, just, just asking. <laughs> Jennifer from the Four Seasons is up. She says, good morning, everyone. Good morning, Jennifer. Why don't you tell us as the Resident orders fan how far you think they're going to go? Because I don't think they're getting out of round one, as I said. Uh, Randy from The Peg writes that, and he says, uh, just curious why none of the so-called experts talk about McDavid as MVP. I think it's because everybody just knows he's the MVP. It's just, it's a foregone. Who else, who else are you going to give it to? Austin Matthews, who incidentally will be here in Sunrise next Tuesday night. I'll get an eyeball of him myself for the first time. I can't remember if it's the first time I'm going to see him live or not. Doesn't matter. Leafs are going to be here. Next Tuesday, I'm looking forward to the game. In Seattle, Shea Theodore scored in the second period just moments after stepping out of the penalty box, and Logan Thompson made 23 saves for his first shutout of the season, leading Vegas over Seattle, 3-0 in Climate Pledge Arena. In Glendale, Arizona, Jan Jenick scored twice, including the tiebreaker in a three-goal third period, and Arizona snapped a six-game slide, beating San Jose 5-2. I'm assuming, Moose, you saw the highlights of this one. Late in the game, Coyote star Clayton Keller crashed into the boards and was taken off the ice on a stretcher with an apparent leg injury. He's tweeted this morning, thank you for the thoughts and the prayers, and he'll be fine, but I'm surprised this doesn't happen more. Just at the high rate of speed, these guys are going. You know what I mean? I like, wow. Nobody even touched him. And he went in and it looked maybe far worse than it was. And I'll just wind this up by saying Ryan O'Reilly had a goal and an assist and St. Louis beat Vancouver 4-3. to three. Moving on to point three, I mentioned the um, NHL network, Kevin Weeks, who's come out of nowhere, is like the biggest and greatest insider in the NHL. If you've noticed, he's been outstanding yes. on uh you're, you, you can't not see what kevin weeks is doing and he came out with his top five Vezina candidates and if i can off the top of my head they were andre vasilevsky tampa tristan Jarry of pittsburgh igor shesterkin of the rangers shoot i got it on my phone he had the top five and i whittled it down to four and it's our poll question today who do you people think should win the Vezina Trophy as the NHL's top goaltender. As we all know, last year it was Mark andre Fleury who won it, and he's on his third team since then. Or second, but you know what I mean. So, who might put... Oh, Freddie Anderson was in there for them, but in our poll, what did I say, Clark? Andre Vasilevsky, Tampa, Igor Shosturkin of the Rangers, Jacob Markstrom of the Flames, and I had a... Yeah, I had to say, what about Bob? Sergey Bobrovsky down here in Sunrise floor. Bob's your uncle, exactly. What about Bob? Bob's your uncle. Here's the thing. Sitting here uh, the other night at the game in Sunrise, I told you that my buddy Thad, I was sitting beside Thad, and he was quoting Steve Dangle. And I'm like, you were watching Steve Dangle? Listening to his podcast? And he's like, there's nothing else around here or down here. So for, more, for a couple reasons, I put Sergei Bobrovsky into our poll. Number one, he's pretty darn good. It's the best team in the NHL. For sure, the Eastern Conference, he's their goalie. But for number two, he just not, nobody's banging the drum for anything Florida Panthers related, for any awards in the NHL. So let's put Sergei Bobrovsky in there. Not surprisingly, he is not anywhere near the top of this poll. Uh, Igor Shosturkin of the Rangers is leading the last I saw on Twitter. Thoughts, Moose, on the NHL Goalie of the Year and who it should be?
4: Yeah, probably Igor Shosturkin. I mean, he's the favorite. That's why he's getting all the votes. He's even getting a lot of consideration for the Hart Trophy as the MVP. Is probably the biggest reason why the Rangers are, you know, on your radar as a dark horse to win the Stanley Cup or to come out of the East. Um, he's really, you know, helped people forget, you know, about Henrik Lundqvist. So, you know, he's great. I love what Markstrom's done. I think Markstrom's got nine shutouts to lead all goaltenders. Unbelievable. Uh, nine shutouts for Jacob Markstrom. So I would really heavily consider him for the award. And Tristan Jari's had a really nice season. Those are my top three.
3: Well, crazy thing is it is a team award. I don't care what anybody says. It's a team award just like the coach of the year is a team award. You know, I don't know if the, if the Rocket Richard Trophy for most goals is a team award per se. Austin Matthews is sitting on 49, but... It all comes down to how well you play defense. That's why I was always so upset with observers and fans of the Calgary Flames where they had a revolving door in the crease thinking, oh, we'll just get a good goalie and all all will be fine. Why don't you help the guy out? You know, they finally got a goalie for the first time there since Mika Kiprasov and Jacob Markstrom, but... Oh, and by the way, Johnny Gaudreau leads the NHL in plus-minus. Uh... Daryl Sutter has, has put an onus on playing defense. Why, What Do we got to do the thinking for everybody? It's not just an individual award, is my point on that. You look like you want to say something.
4: No, you're right. You're right. A lot of these are team awards. They really are, you know. Unless you get a goaltender who's putting up a wonderful save percentage on a bad team, meaning stopping a lot of pucks but taking a lot of shots um it's you're right it's often a theme
3: award there's personal bias involved in the voting too that's a fact jack and john massey uh, writing in i called him out yesterday today he's come with a lot nicer approach and he says non-trolling question rod does michael bunting deserve the calder trophy being 26 years of age i don't think he got to worry about that because i don't think he is even the nhl's best rookie So I don't think, you know, he's going to be up for voting, right? Michael Bunting of your Leafs. I would vote personally for Tanner Janot. He's had an unbelievable season. But just based on odds, it's going to be one of those two kids out of uh, Detroit that will win it. But are you holding out any hope that Michael Bunting will be named the NHL Rookie of the Year? Yeah, and I haven't looked at the leading,
4: the rookie scoring leaders, but he was up there, if not leading for a while. um, He might still be. Leading the rookies in scoring, which is you know typically you know a really telling point yeah. as to who the you know the voters will vote for. So if he leads in in, in rookie scoring, he's probably going to get a lot of consideration from the voters for that. But it is a little weird because he's actually played in the league and he's twenty six years old, and, and we've seen him before. But I, I like those two kids in Detroit too; they're fun to watch.
3: One of those two will win. But as I said, if I had a vote, it would be for Tanner Janot. What do you know? The pride of Oxbow, Sask. Uh, we'll take a timeout. We're, uh, we're like two points into the quick six, okay? So we got a lot to get to when we come back. And on the way, Lindsey Rowley of the Nashville Predators TV broadcast and Brian Ray of the Dallas Stars TV broadcast. And we got some more football talk to you, so that? stick around. Moose, moose, don't move. We'll be right back. You are watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com.
2: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. you got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
3: It is the RP Show. We are rolling into block two of the program. Yeah, that is what they call paradise, all right? Just over my shoulder here, where is that's going on? Uh, by the way, Moose, I just cracked open the 902 text line. We invite all the viewers that have uh, comments. If you're watching on Game Plus TV to write us there 902-518-3033 so these were from yesterday's show todd in red deer right in, his awesome show caught it late love the jim lang update and i think taylor hall got lucky with just a fine." my two cents anyhow see these people text all through the night darren just if you ever want to open it up and i know you have access yep. to this um do so tim in edmonton because we're very big in Alberta, as you know, where Game Plus TV is carried on TELUS Optic TV cable carrier. He says Taylor Hall deserved nothing for having his head slammed into the boards. The Perdusa Bertuzzi incident didn't happen in the same game. Stop. From Timo. T- he signed it. Timo. So you got the one guy saying Taylor Hall deserved nothing. You got the other guy saying he's dang lucky that he just got a fine. How would you like to be George Paris? I know. You have no idea, you know, what
4: what the right thing or the wrong thing is to do. You have all this public pressure coming from Twitter and Instagram and talk shows and, you know, all the teams, all the executives. You've got former players whose careers were ended in incidents. You've got a lot of people to
3: answer to. That's a lot of pressure for George. Wayne in Victoria, B.C. writes in, I love the show and appreciate it. Can we hear from Eastern Canada? What I just say? Victoria, Red Deer, Edmonton. Here's Larry in Medicine Hat. He says, Marc-Andre Fleury for the Wild will not be like Herschel Walker with the Vikings. Fleury could help the Wild win the cup. Nobody's talking about Marc-Andre Fleury as a potential Vezina winner, and he just won it last year. This, I guess, is, is a numbers-based award, because last I checked, he's still the same goalie, <laughs> right? With the same smile, the same million-watt smile, but his numbers suck, and he's on one of the worst teams in the NHL, or was, so I guess he's not a good goalie anymore. Um, Ted Blues, watching in Red Deer, says, all the goalie talk makes me wonder how much left Carey Price has making the assumption he gets better and comes back. Uh, Well, don't you know, I was watching Montreal play the other night here in Sunrise, and I was talking to the Habs people, and they say that they believe that uh, Carey Price is going to be on the ice before the end of the year. And for whatever reason, John Ohm, um, he was writing about Chris Streveler and being a Miami Dolphin. Dolphins are hot, Moose, as you know. Everybody's talking about them. We're not talking about Tom Brady going to Miami. He's not coming to Miami. Stop it. But I think Chris Streveler, if he gets on the field, it's disastrous for the Miami Dolphins. Nothing against Chris Streveler. It just means that two is either hurt or not getting it done. Too much stock is put into NFL backup quarterbacks. We don't ever want to see them. Correct? That's right. That's right.
4: We never want to see a backup. And to be honest, we rarely do, you know, and then, and the proof is in the NFL ratings. It's in, you know, ticket sales, you know, teams that lose their starting quarterback. They don't get ratings on TV. They don't get ticket sales. They don't sell merchandise. Jimmy Garoppolo went down a couple of years ago in San Francisco and the ratings went in the toilet. The team went in the toilet and the ticket sales went in the toilet. You know, when, when teams have their starting quarterbacks, um, that's what the league wants. So that's why there's rules in place to protect them at all cost.
3: I don't argue with it at all. And, uh, and another, by the way, John Ohm, he's come with a sizzle today. He's got the smoke. He says, I'm thinking Tom Brady is that good that he could be his own offensive coordinator. Well, the daily feature of what they're talking about on Miami Sports Talk today This morning, if you care, Moose, and I think you do, this was what they were chatting today on the Joe Rose Show as I was driving home from my workout. Not only was Tom Brady the offensive coordinator of the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers the last two years, he was also the general manager. He might as well throw in the assistant general manager and the head scout and everything else. (laughs) Right? He got all the plays. He's (laughs) like, I want this guy, I want this guy, and I want this guy. Go get him. And they did. And apparently, it caused all hell to break loose in the National Football League because Aaron Rodgers starting to pipe up and thought he should have a say on personnel. Russell Wilson saying the same thing in Seattle. And they said, you know what? There's the door. So, yeah, Tom was Mr. Everything for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And now you got me going, you guys. I didn't mean to get into this. But uh, not the last time I was in Tampa, but one of the last times I was in Tampa, I was hanging out with... Some of the Buccaneers from the '03 3 Super Bowl team. And listen, I could tell you stories literally until the cows come home. John Gruden hasn't set foot in that stadium unless he had to to coach since he was fired in Tampa Bay. He led them to the 2003 Super Bowl. As I was told, there's like five or six alumni from that team still left around. Everybody else is gone for whatever reason. And uh, Chucky's got a beef with the, owner fa- the owners, the Glazer family. And like there's like Rondé Barber, Brad Johnson, Mike Allstott, Dan Goodspeed. And that's about it, which is kind of hard to believe. Wouldn't you think from a Super Bowl champion team, you'd think they'd all be living there?
4: Well, especially when it's South Florida, it's Florida, right? And Tampa, and you get an opportunity. That's where guys want to go spend their you know, your later years anyway, the retirement or get new jobs or whatever. Especially if you've won a, a Super Bowl, you'd be like royalty in that town, would you not?
3: You'd think <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't I just I just all these quotes from Bruce Arians got me thinking. He goes, The Glazers commitment to winning and I'm like, Well, now They've got two Super Bowls. What other ownership can say that in the National Football League? Not that many. There's still right. a lot of franchises that are still wandering their way in the wilderness, like, you know, the Houston Texans. Who's the, the Adams family owns them. The, uh, the beer company, I believe it's the Adams family. The guy in Jacksonville couldn't find his ass with both hands. Uh, the Jets, like, they have at least won a Super Bowl. Falcons. Sorry, Clark. So anyways, I'll move on. Oh, uh, no! I know. We could talk NFL all day, every day if we wanted, but we're going to move on. Um, My quick six on my computer don't match what I have in my notepad, so bear with me. Canada's men's soccer team ended World Cup qualifying with a 1-0 road loss to Panama. Canada had already cemented a World Cup berth, in case you hadn't heard with a 4-0 win over Jamaicamon. Raptors completed a 4-0 homestand with a 125-102 victory over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Spicy P had 12 points. He's got to win MVP because every game I'm reading these updates, he's leading the team in scoring. Spicy P, the guy that got called out in the playoffs last year. Yeah. And uh, Moose, a couple things. Was it you where did you hear that the World Juniors are up for bid for next year, 2023, and that Regina and Saskatoon are going to submit a joint bid for next year's World Jays? Is that in the news That's somewhere? Right. Tell, me, tell me more. Tell me more.
4: Yeah, it is. It's in the news, and it's, and it's big. You know, And here's the, the one thing that gets confusing. When we say 2023, we think it's next year. But they count it it's as not- the, the— No, they count it. Um, as the year that it's handed out. And technically, it's handed out in January. So we're going to go to the World Juniors in Red Deer and Edmonton coming up in August. And then in December and January, it's supposed to be in Russia. That's been stripped, right? It's not going to Russia. So they need a bid. They've approached Hockey Canada and Saskatoon, Red, or Saskatoon Regina are getting on, putting a quick bid together, and they're going to present that bid on April the 4th to host the World Juniors this coming December. So uh, they haven't hosted it since 20, 2010. And the reason why I think you go to Saskatoon, Regina, as opposed to Vancouver or Ottawa, Toronto, Montreal, somewhere else, is just because of arena size and then arena flexibility. It'd be a lot, more, a lot easier to be flexible around some concerts and the Western Hockey League than it would be to try and move out NHL,
3: AHL. and Hey! The- Just give me the answer. What World Juniors is it? It's the one after this August. Thank you. Boom. Right away. Yes. Yes. That's all that I was asked. Just asking. Just can we make it quick? Moose. Yes. Why use 10 words when a thousand will do? And uh, I'm just joshing with you, Darren. Smile. (laughs) I know. Uh, Mark Zosel in Melfort, where they do the Melfort Shuffle. He says, they said on a Saskatoon radio newscast, Regina, Moose Jaw, and Humboldt. That would be uh, interesting. Had, had you heard that, Renko? All
4: those, all those communities are involved. They all do pre-tournament
3: games. They did the last time, too. Thank you. How You did the Blades and the Pats game last night. How'd that go? How'd my guy, Connor Bedard, fare for God's team? I know he had an assist, but how do you look? It was good.
4: They kept him in check most of the night, but he was pretty good. He's always good. Um, set up a goal, as you saw, um, and the Pats won. Big win. They're, uh, they're getting close
3: to being mathematically eliminated. Yeah, I, I read the report, and you can go to rodpeterson.com uh, right now. It's the second item running, and that is um, that they're still 11th in the conference. Big win over the Blades, but they're still 11th in the conference. Text line open, as I said, 902-518-3033. Pick up the phone and text RP, 902-518-3033. And Moose, I prepared you for this. The uh, CFL power rankings came out yesterday. It's got everybody's tongue wagging that follows the CFL. I got to mention this. Uh, you can go to rodpeterson.com right now. It's the top item running my power rankings in the CFL. I don't know if you had a minute to scribble down yours, Moose. But I, uh, mine are, are running there. And I could call them up right now, but it's not, you know, rocket science that Winnipeg Blue Bombers are the number one team in the CFL. But tell me who you had last.
4: Ninth. Yeah, uh, I had I had uh, I had BC in last, just because of the uncertainty at quarterback, and I don't know what they're going to do at quarterback and how that position is going to go. So, for me, BC was ninth.
3: Uh, as did I. I don't know what you can remember, but I have Winnipeg 1, Hamilton 2, Calgary 3, Toronto 4, Sask 5, Montreal 6, Edmonton 7, Ottawa 8, BC 9. But now that I, I have, you had some reasoning for where you have Edmonton. Tell the folks that.
4: Yeah, I moved him up because it's because of Chris Jones. You know, I think um, he's going to add a lot to this group and, and it's going to. You know, there's a little uncertainty because we don't really know. They're kind of covered in, 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 in mystery. So I think because of that, I think they're going to really surprise some people. So I've got them right in the
3: middle of the pack. Jennifer from the Four Seasons says people were still yelling, overrated, last night at Conor Bedard. Did you hear that? Was it Les I Lazarus?
4: <laughs> you didn't hear it? No, I didn't. He's got a big voice, though.
3: Hey, uh, lay off the smokes, Moose. You still got the... Know, uh, right? <sighs> smoker's cough going. The, c- okay, it's like well, the cigar cough, like... Oh, no! That, thanks for putting up with my joshing. I'll see you uh, in an hour or okay. two. All, All right. right, I'll be back with less sports. Sports update. <laughs> now he's upset. Now he's mad. Sports update, Maple Leaf superstar Austin Matthews needs just one goal to hit 50 on the season, and he'll try to do it. When the Jets visit Toronto tonight, another Canadian NHL play. The Montreal Canadiens are in Carolina. Flames host LA. Dexter Fowler has signed a minor league deal with the Toronto Blue Jays with an invitation to major league spring training. The veteran outfielder's arrival with the Jays was made official this morning. The 36-year-old switch hitter suffered a season-ending torn left ACL last year with the L.A. Angels. Alec Manoa is expected to get the start for the Blue Jays in Grapefruit League play today against the Detroit Tigers in Dunedin. Manoa has a 1.69 ERA with five strikeouts across five and a third innings pitch so far in spring training. And Canadian star Brooke Henderson will tee off later today at the Chevron Championship, the first LPGA major of the season. The Smith Falls Ontario native is entering the tournament as the 10th-ranked player in the world the sports update for ballers rec room check out our brand new line of games for the tap brew house and drive-thru liquor store and for red bull canada red bull gives you wings lindsey rowley of nashville predators tv joins us next you're watching the rp show on the game plus tv network youtube live and 24-hour sports radio at RodPeterson.com.
2: head to youtube.com slash the Rod peterson show now you got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
3: RP Show continues live from South Florida. Promotional consideration brought to you in part by Tough Tribe for Men. It was designed to meet the unique demands of clean, professional grooming. The warm scent of a gentleman shampoo teams up with an invigorating, cool... Peppermint conditioner. Order yours now at toughtribeformen.com. That's the number four. Toughtribeformen.com and Amazon Canada. Lindsay Rowley is an Emmy Award winning broadcaster on Nashville Predators broadcast. If you're like us and you've watched a lot of Preds games on NHL Center Ice, she will not be a stranger to your screens. Lindsay, welcome to the RP show today. How are things in Smashville?
5: They're good. Uh, as far as hockey goes, they're great. Um, but looking at your backdrop is really making me jealous because it's freaking cold here right now. And I get to hop on a plane to Buffalo in about an hour, which is just going to be tropical. So I am. Uh,
3: yeah. Jealous yeah. It right now. <laughs> well, I it is what it is. You know, the last time I was in Nashville, I was like, man, I can't believe how cold it gets here. You think being in the south that it would be warmer. Are you a southern gal? What is your uh, hometown, by the way?
5: Actually, no. So you would think I would have thicker skin, but I've been down here so long. I was born and raised in Columbus, Ohio, and actually lived in Manhattan for a little bit. So, you know, I, I, I bounced around. I did go to school in North Carolina, so that made me a little bit more of a wimp. Uh, bounced around a bunch, but ended up in Nashville, and now I'm like a full-blown wimp. Uh, but I'm telling you, wow. it just gives me whiplash here. Like, it was 70 degrees yesterday. I just took my dog out. It's like 40 degrees. It's killing me.
3: <laughs> well, listen, I'm going to get to the actual hockey stuff in a second, but I just.
5: Good idea. <laughs> I saw you.
3: I saw you with Crispy on the concourse the last time I was there. I didn't want to bother you guys. Crispy came on. This, oh, you should That was my old show, actually. Yeah, we were at Loser's Sports Bar. We did our, uh, I was in a radio show Ooh. back then and Crispy came down. What is it like working with this gem of a human being on a game by game basis, Terry Crisp?
5: Oh my goodness. I I wouldn't even know how much time you got. Um, it's amazing. <laughs> it's entertaining. I've learned a lot about hockey and life. Um, in an appropriate standpoint and an appropriate standpoint. Uh Crispy and I always joke that we have a um really messed up father-daughter, brother-sister relationship. Um it's always really funny because whenever I always feel like at some point I've got like a leash on him, like on the desk or because I, he always makes jokes that I slap him a lot, but I don't hit him that hard. Um, but no, we, we have a lot of fun and I really, on a more serious note, I've learned so much from him. Him and his wife have really taken me in and kind of when I moved down here and become my second family. Not that, I mean, shoot, the whole broadcast team has become my second family, but them in particular. Have become um, really close to me and um, oh my gosh I I joke a lot about it but I really have no idea how I'm gonna be able to keep it together when that last show comes
3: Uh, yes yeah well don't think about it don't think about it but I can tell (laughs) it's it's hard keeping it together now because he keeps everybody in stitches so to hockey a lot of fun (laughs) this year following the Preds Uh, I'm gonna ask you about Tanner Janelle in a second because he's from basically our hometown but Every game seems like a playoff game. Am I right on that? The holders of a, of a wild card playoff squad as we sit here today?
5: Oh, absolutely. Uh, every game so important. Important. I was about to say a point to point, so I combine them. Important. Uh, a, point's a point to uh, point. And that's something I think that is going to be tough for the, through the rest of the season. And, and not just for the Preds, for any of those teams that are right there battling, whether it's, it's Dallas, Vegas, St. Louis, even Minnesota. Um, I think it's going to be difficult because even last night, I mean, last night was a great game, but we've faced two teams in a row now who are completely out of a playoff picture and are just there to play spoiler and yet have given us a run for our money. Uh, so I think it, especially having a young team, that's going to be the challenge down the stretch. A lot of the guys on our team have never played an 82-game season. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see how they hold up so far. Perfect example, you were you mentioned Tanner Janot. So far, has not phased him at all. Uh, guys like Phil Tomasino, Alex Carrier, even Dante Fabro, who's been around for a minute. Of course, right now, Dante is hurt, but hopefully getting him back soon. You know, his first true season uh, was during COVID. So he, he. I think this is, I'm pretty sure this is his first season going start to finish in an 82-game uh, run. So we'll see, hopefully, the guys, I know the trainers are doing the best they can, the coaches to prepare these younger players. Uh, to to be able to have that endurance and and be able to keep their game at that high level for that long. Um, but I, I think it's going to be tough for the any team, like I said, in this position, but especially a young team, to make sure that they're taking every game uh, as, as hard as they would. Like, for example, we're playing Minnesota on Tuesday, but you can't overlook Buffalo. Buffalo's out of a playoff picture, but that doesn't matter. Two points are two points. So it's going to be interesting to see if the Freds can stay consistent in that high level of play, whether they're playing, you know, a a Minnesota, a Colorado, or a Buffalo or a Philly.
3: Lindsay Rowley with us from Valley Sports uh, Nashville Predators broadcast. I got to ask you this, Juicy Soros getting some uh, consideration for the Vezina Trophy. And when Pecorine announced his retirement, I kind of wondered, uh oh, is this a problem for the Preds? But I guess Soros had other ideas. It seems like he came out of nowhere. But clearly, he did not come out of nowhere.
5: No, you're right. I, 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 trust me, you were not the only one. A lot of people had those questions whether UC Saros was going to be able to to uphold the standard that Pekka Rene left because he's one of the best goaltenders in NHL history. Uh, and so, but I think UC, you know, him and Pekka had the, a very close relationship. We joked it was. You know, father, son, but it was, it was, it was more brothers, um, especially having the same native homeland. But um, he really learned a lot from Pekka. And I think a lot of people questioned, not necessarily UC's work ethic or his mechanics, because his mechanics are, in my opinion, the best in the league. Um, but he makes up for his size with his mechanics. And everybody was questioning, oh my gosh, he's, he's too small to be this great uh, dominating goaltender. And he has proven the entire world, NHL world, wrong. Uh, last year, towards the end of the season, he really stepped up and we got to see a glimpse. And I think a lot of uh, of people said, well, he, will he be able to keep that up once there is no Pecorino pushing him anymore? And this season, as we've all seen, he has been outstanding. He's the backbone of this team. I mean, two games ago, he didn't have the best showing. And a lot of uh, of naysayers, I guess you could say, were saying, oh, he's too tired. The Preds have rode him so hard. And then he comes out and has An unreal game uh, a last game. And it's, it, I, I, you ask any guy on that team in every interview, they were like, the reason we won was UC Soros. He was incredible, really, um, what was the reason for the number one reason for the win, in my opinion. So I think that UC's not going anywhere. I think he's going to keep that standard high and uh, he's going to be a big reason as to why the Preds hopefully make a dent in the playoffs
3: you uh we only have a minute i just want to ask you have you interviewed tanner Gino? have you been around him again we're big fans i uh, watched him with the moose shell warriors tell me something we w- would want to know about tanner you with the predators this year
5: well maybe something you wouldn't expect uh he's actually pretty quiet he's very nice and he's well not that you expect him to be a mean guy or anything like that but you know he's <laughs> such like a, a I, I almost cussed there right? <laughs> A dominant factor on the ice um and you've seen him fight gosh that the fight where he was a dad for the first time and he got the Gordie howell hat trick that was incredible that was probably the best i've seen him in a fight and he's been in, he's been great all season long but yeah very polite very quiet um, in interviews it's hard to get a lot out of him just because he's very soft-spoken and just like any other hockey player especially young ones you know wants to say the team first team first all of this but he really is such a great guy we're really happy for him and his fiance, Keely having their first son healthy, him and Keely are both doing really well. And gosh, the the fun story, I don't know if you guys got to hear this, but when the night we were in Vegas, he's warming up, it was 6.35, I think, and Brandon Walker, our travel guy, comes running out and tells Tanner, hey, Keely's in labor. I guess he goes running down the hallway. He's falling all over the place, getting in, in, in his skates, taking his gear off, running down the hall. And and by 8.15, he was on a flight. The doctor did talk to him before he got in the air and said, you're going to make it. Don't worry. But I, I mean, it's his first kid, I can't, can you imagine being on a four-hour flight back to Nashville for your first child? Your, your fiance is in labor. Oh, my, that's a nightmare. But, um, but yeah, he made it. Keely had, had their son, Jace. And, um, but it was really kind of fun to see that side of Tanner because, you know, he's such like a tough guy on the ice. Where he was like, just, you know, freaking out about his fiance being in labor. And you see this like tender side to him. And um, he, he really is just an all around, he's a fantastic hockey player, but a great person.
3: He's a great kid. Absolutely. Well, Lindsay, thanks for the time. You and Crispy make those broadcasts so much fun. Please say hey to him for us and <laughs> safe you. travels to Buffalo.
5: I will. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for having Let- me.
3: Thank you. Lindsay Rowley joining us from Valley Sports Nashville Predators broadcast. Viewer takeover uh, coming up right after this break for Taco Time, where it is a burrito full Thursday. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus television network, YouTube Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com.
2: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
3: RP Show continues, and it's time for Viewer Takeover, brought to you by Taco Time Canada. It's a burrito full Thursday. Buy one, get one half off at Taco Time, over 120 locations across Canada, which means there's always one near you. And there's a variety of means by which you can reach us. Sorry, just throwing my charger over there. Don Muir is watching in Winnipeg on Game Plus TV with regards to Chris Strebler signing with the Miami Dolphins and I said if Strevler sees the field that's a really bad thing for the Miami Dolphins and that's nothing against Chris Strebler but it means that Tua Tunga Biola their quarterback is either hurt or playing terribly that's all that's all uh, Don the in Winnipeg says people around these here parts he's referring to Winnipeg are Strevler fans because he is captivating And an energetic personality that helped to end a painfully long Grey Cup drought. Hashtag for the win. Look, I get it all. But, you know, he's a lot of fun at parties. That doesn't get you into the Hall of Fame. But listen. He was in Winnipeg for a good time, not a long time. He's got his ring. Listen. They don't keep Rudy Poos around in the National Football League. Chris Straveler is a talent, and I get that, but the reason that he's not in Arizona anymore is when he had his chance, and he got that start with the injury with Kyler Murray, he didn't get it done. He did not play well. And that's the National Football League for you. There's, there's a lot more Chris Stravelers out there than there are Tom Brady's. You know what I'm saying? And when you get your chance and that window opens, you'd better step through it, and he didn't. But I understand that he's a tremendous part of Winnipeg sports lore. But isn't that interesting, though? And for that matter, CFL lore, it doesn't take as long as it used to to become a part of sporting lore. He was only there for two years. Last minute of play in hour one. Last minute of play. But enough about that. Rob in Cold Lake, Alberta writes in and says, with regards to me being upset at Blake Wheeler's shootout goal last night, I just hate how guys slow right down. And I know that that's coming from a former goalie, but Rob says, here's how to make overtime more exciting. Three on three with no blue lines or icing. Play until someone scores, no shootout. I think we're at a point through football, hockey, and tiddlywinks, all potential rule changes are on the table, but wouldn't that be fun? We'll bring Moose in next hour and kick that around, talk a little bit more about next year's World Juniors. So hang on. You're watching on Game Plus TV, live streaming on YouTube, and we'll be right back after this timeout.
2: Head to youtube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com.